I think of my mom today on Mother's Day, and she's been gone five years now. She was a wonderful mother. I really had only one complaint. When I went to college, I had a shoebox full of my childhood collection of baseball cards. When I finished college, the entire set had disappeared mysteriously, suspiciously. For years afterward, I would ask her, what happened to my baseball cards? And she would say, I didn't do anything with them. She wasn't one to throw things away. So I I believed her, but there was always this gnawing in the back of my mind. Where, where, where are the baseball cards? Finally, uh, after years of me asking, what happened to my baseball cards? We agreed to settle out of court. (laughs) She was not required to make an admission of guilt and going forward I was not permitted to malign her reputation with any further accusations the price of the settlement was a t-shirt she gave me that read once I was a millionaire then my mom threw my baseball cards away this was not a custom-made shirt it was copyrighted in 1990, so evidently some other sons and mothers have had that same discussion uh, along the way. We're in the third week of our series, Love One Another, uh, Relationships God's Way, and we're studying several of the one another passages in the New Testament. Today, we focus on the teaching on the command to encourage one another. I want you to pause and think back and Remember how it felt when you were at the end of your rope, ready to give up. It had been one of those days or weeks or months, and then it happened. Someone encouraged you. It may have been in the the form of a, a card or a letter or a gift. It may have been a hug or having prayer together. But God sent someone who listened to God's promptings and came at just the right moment to give you the courage to keep going and try on. Encourage to give courage. You'll never forget how good that blessing felt at that moment of great need. And as good as that felt, there's one thing that feels even better than receiving encouragement, and that's being able to give encouragement. Christians are commanded to impart this gift of encouragement to others on a daily basis. Giving encouragement feels even better than receiving encouragement. So today we want to study the command to encourage one another. This this morning I want to divide my message into two main points. And the first is we all need to get encouragement. You may be thinking, well, that's not my gift. And although you enjoy being on the receiving end of encouragement, you seldom find yourself on the giving end of encouragement. Well, it may come as a surprise to you that the the writer of the book of Hebrews gives us the command in the imperative tense there in in Hebrews 3.13 when he writes, Encourage one another daily, not 
ever so often or when you get the chance or when you think of it, but this should be a part of our daily routine as long as it is called today. We sang about that this morning, looking forward to the day of Christ's return so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. You know, our physical bodies need air to breathe and they need food for, for fuel and we need water to hydrate our systems. Our emotions likewise require encouragement. And when deprived of it, we shrivel. When we receive it, we thrive. And this verse makes it clear that we each face a specific command from God to encourage one another on a regular, ongoing, daily basis. It's a part of our minimum daily requirements. God commands us to do so because he made us, he's acutely aware of this human need that we all have for encouragement. Encouragement has the power to transform lives, relationships, businesses, churches, and teams. Mark Twain said, I can live for three months on a good compliment. Scottish Bible commentator William Barclay observed, one of the highest of human duties is the duty of encouragement. It's easy to laugh at men's ideals It's easy to pour cold water on their enthusiasm. It's easy to discourage others. The world is full of discouragers, but we have a Christian duty to encourage one another. And then he says, many times a word of praise or thanks or appreciation or cheer has kept a man on his feet. Blessed is the person who speaks such a word. Psychologists suggest that we require three complements to offset each negative effect of criticism received. We all need to get encouragement. We have this innate need to feel needed, noticed, important. And without encouragement, we feel devalued. Sincere encouragement, not flattery or manipulation, is the only thing that fills that void. Let's be honest, the world can be a tough place. I've even seen a bumper sticker that that claims, my kid beat up your honor roll student. It's it's a pretty rough place out out there. Some years ago, I was serving as the, the dean for a Christian day camp, and A sullen second grader with a lousy attitude was brought to me because he was giving the faculty trouble. He wore a red bandana around his head defiantly, and he looked like a junior hoodlum. Upon arrival, as the first and second graders made their name tags, Chad announced with emphasis, this is boring. And within the first hour, he had made a comment to his family group leader. Did you know that my dad died two months ago? I learned that Chad had lost his young father to cancer, and I began to see Chad differently. I began to make a special effort to, to praise and to affirm and 
encourage young Chad. I invited him to help me and be my assistant dean for the day. So he rode around with me in the golf cart, and he got to ring the dinner bell. I let him make some announcements over the bullhorn, and his entire demeanor changed. This tough little punk had been transformed into a model camper. In fact, at the end of the day, I chose for him to receive the Camper of the Day Award. At the end of the day, it was time to leave camp, and so I told Chad goodbye, and I asked him, be sure to tell your minister hi for me. He's a friend of mine. And Chad asked, okay, what's your name? I told him, Jeff. He said, that should be easy to remember. My dad's name was Jeff. Hebrews 3.13, but encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Encouraging others is a daily assignment for all Christians for the reasons given. And one of those reasons is because discouragement makes us vulnerable to sin. Without the encouragement to soldier on in the Christian life, we are more susceptible to Satan's tactics of temptation, or we may wrongly conclude it's just too tough to live a holy life and and give up. A PBS special on the life of Abraham Lincoln detailed the personal items that were found in Lincoln's pockets on the night he was shot by John Wilkes Booth while attending the Ford Theater. Among his personal effects was a folded, well-worn newspaper clipping that he had obviously returned to and reread frequently. The columnist said that Lincoln was a good man and a great leader. And at that moment, that sentiment was not the prevailing opinion in Washington. Lincoln was being hanged in effigy on the White House lawn Yet here was a writer who appreciated his leadership and sacrifice, his efforts to preserve the United States. And there's something strangely poignant about this picture of the world's most influential man privately seeking silent solace in the words of encouragement that had been offered by a stranger. It serves as a vivid reminder that we all need to get encouragement. Ben Merrill writes, like everyone else, I I need a lot of encouragement. So I'd better remember the law of sowing and reaping, the law of the harvest. You reap what you sow. And so I better sow some encouragement if I want to reap some encouragement. There's something about this reverberating effect of our words and and actions. And it happens whether they are positive or or whether they are negative. Remember, you are either on the construction crew or you are on the demolition crew. Our actions will echo on for decades to come. Charles Plum was a, a U.S. Navy jet pilot in Vietnam. After 75 combat missions, His plane was destroyed by a surface-to-air missile. Plum ejected and parachuted into the enemy's hands. He was captured and spent six years 
in a communist Vietnamese prison. He survived the ordeal and now lectures on lessons learned from that experience. One day when Plum and his wife were sitting in a restaurant, a man at another table came up and said, you're Plum. You flew fighter jets in Vietnam from the aircraft carrier Kitty Hawk. You were shot down. He said, how in the world did you know that? The man said, I packed your parachute. And Plum gasped in surprise and and gratitude. The man shook his head and said, I guess it worked. And Plum assured him it sure did. If your shoot hadn't worked, I wouldn't be here today. Plum said that night he couldn't sleep. He was thinking back about that man. He said, I kept wondering what he might have looked like in a Navy uniform, a white hat, a bib and back, bell-bottom trousers. I wondered how many times I might have seen him and not even spoken, good morning, how are you, or anything, because after all, I was a fighter pilot, and he was just a sailor. And Plum Finn thought of the many hours that sailor had spent on a long wooden table in the bowels of the ship, carefully weaving the shrouds and folding over the silks of each chute, holding in his hands each time the life of someone he didn't even know. And now Plum asks his audience, who's packing your parachute? Because everyone has someone who provides what he needs to to make it through the day. And the lesson is, is obvious. We need to be sure to recognize the people who pack our parachutes. We all need to get encouragement, but even more importantly, we all need to give encouragement. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. I know that many of you are already conscious of the needs of others, and, and you look for ways to encourage. And 1 Thessalonians 5.11 was written with you in mind. I know that many of you already are doing a great job of offering praise and encouragement and forgiveness and, and love. Keep up the good work. If this is an area in which you struggle, in which you need to grow, I want you to determine that today is the day to start making a real effort to start doing a better job of encouraging others. Hebrews 10.25, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. So what can we each do to encourage others? Well, let me give you some practical ways that you can encourage. You can provide encouragement by a meal, by offering a sincere word of gratitude, a genuine compliment. It goes a long way to boost others. You can open your home to someone who may be hurting and needs to get away. 
offer to babysit, give a gift card, invite someone to lunch. You can give a, a fast food gift card to the homeless individual who's asking for a handout. You can send a get well card, a sympathy card. It lifts another when you join in their grief and you share it, shouldering it with them. You can generate a prolific ministry of encouragement through sending cards. Giving a gift anonymously is another great way to bless someone. I've been blessed to be the recipient of some great anonymous gifts, gifts of kindness, gifts of encouragement. They feel good and mean a lot. You want to thank someone, but you don't know just who to thank. And although you're not sure of the source, it definitely boosts your spirits. And I've had the opportunity to bestow some gifts anonymously to others. And it's great to sit back and, and watch and experience the joy of giving. I was at a restaurant and I noticed an elderly lady sitting by herself at lunch and she looked sad, very lonely. I wanted to do something to lift her spirits. I smiled and spoke to her when I walked by her table on my way to the buffet and she had a pretty smile and brightened up. But I could tell she was feeling down and was having a, a tough day. When the server came to my table, I, I asked him, would you get her check for me, please? I'd, I'd like to go ahead and pay for her meal. So he brought it to me instead of placing it on her table. And I went up and, and paid for her lunch and her tip and then came back and continued to eat my meal. When she was ready to leave, she asked the server, could you bring me my check, please? He explained that that's already been taken care of. Someone has already paid for your meal. What do you mean? This dear little lady started to go from table to table asking, did you pay for my lunch? Did you pay for my lunch? Did you pay for my lunch? And when she asked me, I, I admitted, yes, I did. She said, why? I said, you had such a friendly smile. It brightened my day. God loves you, and I, I just wanted you to have a good day. Well, thank you so much. Now, fellas, I wouldn't recommend doing this if she had been a 25-year-old supermodel. <laughs> you, your gift might be misunderstood. But, but in this case, I felt it would be appropriate to, to do that. Is there someone like that whom you've seen? Someone who's going through a tough time? Someone who needs to have his or her spirits lifted and know that it was done in Jesus' name? If you listen... And if you watch, you will have that opportunity still today. The next time, I have a homework assignment for Batesville Christian Church. This week, the next time you go through the drive-thru at McDonald's or at Duncan, I want to have, have you say, uh, I'd like to pay for the car behind me. And the cashier will total those bills and you go ahead and and pay for them, just ask the cashier to pass on this message. Uh, would you tell the person, God loves you, and so do the people at Batesville Christian Church? It's just an easy way to give and experience the joy of giving. And when you do so anonymously, it's harder for people to single you out to thank you. So it gives honor to God. 
It helps others, and it brings us great joy. So try it and enjoy that, that blessing of encouraging in that way. We need to look for those who need to be refreshed, who need to be encouraged, who need to have their spirits lifted and, and boosted. And at any time, there are people in need of special support and encouragement, and we just need to go out of our way to find them. Do you know someone whom you could invite into your family holiday or celebration? Someone who may not have a family close by, may have lost some family this year due to death or divorce. My daughter Jennifer and I pulled up at a fast food drive through and we were the ninth car. And I cringed thinking, this is going to take 15 minutes. And to my astonishment, the, the line moved quickly. The workers distributed the food efficiently and correctly. And we got our food in seven minutes flat. I was impressed. And I told the drive-thru worker, thanks for going so fast. Uh, This line was all the way around the building. And I got my food in only seven minutes. Good job. Thanks. Keep up the good work. Thanks for keeping the line moving. And she looked surprised to be complimented and then smiled and thanked me for noticing and then went back to her duties with a refreshed energy. And as I drove away, I thought about how giving the gift of encouragement had cost me nothing in the way of time or money, but it had provided a great deal in the way of simple appreciation and sincere praise. I think another powerful way for us to encourage is to pray. And it's good to offer to someone, I'll be praying for you. It's even better to offer May I pray for you now? Even if it's over the phone at that moment, it's a chance to make that positive difference and and pray with them as well as for them. You can send an encouraging text or email. You can attend a funeral or visitation when possible. I remember when our older son Jason was two years old, we called around and we could not find a babysitter to watch him while Johnny and I went to the visitation for a friend in our church. And we thought, what are we going to do? We, we debated the, the wisdom of taking a two-year-old to the funeral home, but we knew the family well, and we thought, we've really tried. We, we have no other, other options. So we thought it would be all right, and we'd try to make it a teachable moment for him. So I explained to him ahead of time that Gloria's dad had died, and we were going to go try to comfort them. And so I asked Jason, what do you think we can do to make them feel better? He said, give them candy. And when you're two years old, candy makes you feel better. Hey, no matter how old you are, candy makes you, makes you feel better. So he got a baggie and went around the house and collected candy. And, and then he took it to the the Jim Peterson family. So when when Jason arrived at the visitation, he hugged Jim's adult daughter, Gloria, and he told her, I'm sorry, your daddy go bye-bye, and thrust out this little bag of candy for the family of the deceased. Jason had learned that giving encouragement feels even better than getting encouragement. Will you go through your day 
being more aware, more alert to the opportunities to encourage. This week, would you make it a point of looking for that person who is in need of a boost or a kind word? And keep up the commanded effort of encouraging others, lifting the fallen, comforting the grieving, rejoicing with those who rejoice. There's a great story in the Old Testament that, that's tucked away in, in Exodus chapter 17. It's one of those stories that you may not have even read or stumbled across before. It's a great example of encourage one another. Beginning in verse 9 of Exodus 17, Moses said to Joshua, Choose some of our men who will go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joseph fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, his brother Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. And as long as Moses held his hands up, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And then Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. And so Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with sword. Notice that Aaron and Hur didn't just say, if you need anything, Moses, let us know. But they offered a specific, tangible support, and then they were present. They were there. They were hands-on. They made a difference. So, so who is it whom you will encounter today in need of courage and hope? To whom can you impart courage today. God wants you to hold up the hands of another person who needs to receive encouragement as much as you need to give encouragement. We'll close with, with this story. Famous comic entertainer Jimmy Durante was, was asked to be part of a show for World War II veterans. He explained that his schedule was very busy and that he could perform for only a few moments, but if, if that would be all right, they wouldn't mind him doing a very brief monologue Then immediately he would have to be on his way to his next appointment. If that was acceptable, he would come. And of course, the, the show's director agreed happily. But when Jimmy got on stage, something interesting happened. He went through the short monologue, but instead of leaving as planned, he stayed on stage and continued to perform. And the applause grew louder and louder, and he kept staying. And his performance went 15 minutes, and then 20 minutes, and then 30 minutes. And finally, he took a final bow and, and left the stage. Backstage, someone rushed up to him and said, I, I thought you had to go after a few minutes. What happened? Durani answered, I, I did have to go, but I, I can show you the reason I stayed. You can see it for yourself if you look out there on the front row. On the front row were two men, each of whom had lost an arm in the war. One had lost his right arm, the other his left. And together, they were able to clap, and that's exactly what they were doing, loudly and cheerfully. 
A better picture of encouragement could not be drawn. Encourage means to come alongside another for support. And the two veterans who couldn't have clapped alone found they were able to clap together when they were side by side. Today, pick out those who need you to come alongside them with love and support, with hope and with praise, with gratitude and with respect. I'm sure your obedience to the Lord in this command will generate his joyful applause in heaven. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we thank you for those times when someone has stepped into our lives at just the right moment to offer us encouragement, to lift our spirits, to hold our arms up and and keep us going forward, trying to live for you. And Lord, may we sense our assignment this week to, to do that to those around us who need to receive the encouragement that that we so desperately need to give out. Lord, help us not to miss. Help us to see it. Help us to provide it. And as we feel your spirit flow through us as we're serving you, we pray that it will bring you glory, that we do it for your, your praise and your purpose. In the name of Jesus, who gave all for us, amen.